On this week's NFE SDN Reality Check, we talk with Nokia Networks to get some exclusive insight into NFE and SDN deployments. Telecom Careers, the number one global telecom and wireless job board. Telecomcareers.com. Hello and welcome to this week's NFE SDN Reality Check. I'm your host, Dan Meyer, Editor-in-Chief here at RCR Wireless News. Today we are joined by Sandra Tavares, who's the Head of Business Development for Telco Cloud at Nokia Networks to talk a bit about the uh, NFE SDN Cloud virtualization market. Hey, uh, Sandra, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. Uh, thank you very much for having me, Dan. It's always a great pleasure talking to you. Yeah, great. We always, it's always nice to get some updates from you guys on what's happening in the market. So, so maybe we'll start off with, I guess, on the topic here. Obviously, it's been a while since we've talked last, but I know you guys have been very busy in the market in terms of mm-hmm. uh, virtualization and work with carriers and stuff. Maybe you can give us a little overview of kind of what you guys have been up to over the past couple of months in terms of any sort of carrier, working with carriers or working with telecom vendors mm-hmm. or operators in terms of you know, kind of deployments of NFE, SDN, any, any POCs, things like that. What's been going on with you guys mm-hmm. recently? Yeah, it's been a quite busy months, a busy summer and uh, also spring. Uh, the, the market is really picking up in terms of looking seriously into deploying NFE and SDN technologies. Uh, we have been working with customers all over the world. Uh, basically, what I would say is that there is no uh, engagement right now that would happen, especially in the, on the mobile core area that really does not involve uh, Telco Cloud, that, that does not involve SDN or NFE. So customers, when they're mo- looking into expanding their networks or modernizing their networks, they're at least considering NFE and SDN, which is kind of a, a, a result of the readiness of the technology, right? So up to last year, beginning of this year, we were like ready, but almost ready and starting to have the first developments. Now it's a reality. We have our first customers live already with uh, cloud-based voice over LTE, mm-hmm. like Vodafone in Italy is one of them. And so it really shows that the technology is ready, the market is ready, and now we're going to start to see like the peak of the, of the developments going on. Very, very good. Yeah, I was going to ask you a bit about, I guess, the pace of this, because I know, again, we've talked before, yeah. and it seemed like, you know, 2014 was a lot of hype around uh, NFE yeah. and SDN and cloud, and there was all this talk about, you know, 2015 really being this huge ramp year. Yeah. And obviously yeah. here we are, you know, we're, we're a good way into 2015, and there has been some deployments, like you said, you guys are working with Vodafone yeah. and Italy mm-hmm. and stuff. I guess, has the pace been what you expected or has kind of the, I guess, the, the reality, kind of like you mentioned, has the reality kind of set in a bit where, you know, this is a bit of work and this might take a little bit longer perhaps than people yeah. were initially, initially expecting? Yeah, well, uh, it is pretty clear that it, 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 there is work involved to implementing, to implementing the technologies. And actually there are different ways of doing so. You have customers that are really want to take a quick approach and basically go with a virtualized solution, but still kind of thinking in the same uh, kind of monolithic way. So basically just instead of having the traditional purposely built hardware, you have a standard IT hardware with the virtualization technology on top of it, while others have bigger plans to really start from scratch with a cloud environment, with automation implemented and so on. Uh, So the pace, I would say that the pace is increasing, but there is more clarity about what it takes to implement the technology and there is more clarity about customers defining which steps they're gonna take first and defining their road forward. So up to 
early this year, there was a lot of RFIs going on in the industry, people trying to understand actually what this new animal is, <laughs> how it looks like, and so on. And now this year is about really getting to the drawing board, defining a plan, and getting to implement this plan. So I would say that the pace is what I expected. So yeah. kind of the hype going down and really the reality kicking in and operators planning their deployments and starting to execute on this plan. Yeah, interesting. I mean, I know I've talked to a lot of companies who, like yourselves, who've been in the telecom space for a long time, and it does seem like you guys did have a very a more a more realistic view of the pace of this. I know a lot of the smaller guys who are perhaps coming from the from the IT side of things were you know expecting this to be a quick rollout and it would just be you know a revolution immediately. But it does seem like it's it's nice to get a view from you know kind of the vendors who who work with telecom operators who kind of know the pace of things. Uh, you guys don't seem like you're as surprised by it all. Exactly, because, uh, well, if you look like one and a half year ago, you would see especially players coming from the IT side saying, well, if I can run a web server, I can run an IMS <laughs> or I can run an EPC. Well, I would love it to be that way, but it's simply not, right? So what we usually discuss with our customers is that, yes, we want to bring the best of the, the practices that were solidified on the IT road. There was a lot of good things that we can leverage on the telco road, but we cannot lose sight of the fact that this is a totally different industry. Some requirements are much more strict. We're talking about a lot of data. We're talking about very low latencies that, for instance, uh, for some applications, basically make some of the IT traditional models like centralization pretty much not viable. Think about centralizing EPC for an entire country like US in only a couple of big data centers. Not going to fly. Technically, you might even be able to do it, but think about basically moving this data throughout the entire country to these two sides. I mean, it just doesn't make sense economically. So we gotta bridge this gap. We think that this is really a new market that is being created. It's what we call the telco IT world, where yes, we want to bring the best of the IT practices, but we have to apply them into the telco reality. And with that, then we get to a real telco cloud, NFE and SEN implementation. That makes sense. I, I think it's interesting to kind of see your work with with uh, Vodafone in Italy on the on the Volti part of it because again, yeah. it seems like Volti is a very uh, a, a tough a tough um, um, system to virtualize because again, the, the latency issues, the, the amount of data being tra traversed. I mean, it's 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 a, it's a pretty steep uh, hurdle there. But again, the timing of it, the rollout of it, does seem uh, good because you know NFVDS you know, is kind of coming online now. Uh, so it seems like Volti has become a really good test model at least to kind of show. Uh, how how uh, how how, how uh, SD and NFE can be used to really support some high demand uh, traffic because again you know multi latency that's an issue I mean that's something that, that you just can't have really yeah. for it to really compete so I think that's a, that's a great uh, entry it seems like into this virtualization world exactly Volte uh, the timing for Volte was perfect right because it is a technology that has been around for quite a while I remember giving my first presentations of Volte back in 2009 <laughs> and, and yeah well we took a while till the LT networks would be stable enough for us to deploy that and it, it ended up that the timing matched pretty well because when the technology the underlying technology for Volte became available and the the LT networks became mature enough to handle Volte was exactly when NFV was was trying was starting to become a reality as well. So 
it was that kind of situation where the timing was perfect for both technologies to be married together. So you see like a, a lot of operators that are taking the initial step towards NFE, utilizing Volte as the stepping stone, as the first technology to be virtualized, which works really well, uh, especially when you're talking about the signaling aspect of Volte. So it is a technology that, or a solution that requires then a virtualized IMS and telecom application server, which are functions that really work well on a virtualized, uh, on a virtualized world, while of course there is the entire work that has to be done on the radio access network for like the, the data throughputs that, that is associated with that. So it, it ended up matching really well and being the initial like, Test drive for NFE in in these in the in these big operators, and then the next step the next step is really with EPC, right? Because EPC is the solution where probably you're going to see the most benefit, mm -hmm. right? But it's also because of course, like the way you're able to scale, the fact that you're able to scale much more efficiently with NFE than you would be able to with traditional technologies. Uh, but on the other hand, it is a more demanding application. So you have to have a little bit more solid, uh, or at least a little bit more confidence on your underlying infrastructure to virtualize that. And I believe we reached this step now. So uh, virtualized EPC, uh, MMEs, S&P gateways, they are becoming a reality. And we're gonna see much more deployments uh, of those technologies till the end of this year, beginning of 2016. Yeah, that's a good angle because I know I, I've seen a lot of, of work kind of being worked on the on the virtual EPCs, and that has been it seemed to me to be that's a huge challenge because again, like you said, that is a, a high demand uh, part of a network, and and to virtualize mm -hmm. that, I mean, operators rely a lot on that part of their network, and so uh, it takes a big trust factor to really let them kind of move in that in that direction. So obviously, like, it sounds like what you're saying though is that the technology is at least is ready for this. It's just a matter of you know again the deployments and, and obviously getting the stuff plugged in. But it does seem like like you're saying though that it doesn't that, that part is ready to go next then. Exactly, and yeah, EPC became really uh, the core of the network right now. So when we moved to LTE, the control of the network moved from the traditional voice switches to the to the packet core, and it's really where everything happens right now. So yeah. basically, all the traffic is flowing is flowing through the EPC, and you really have to be sure and really trust your solution uh, <laughs> to basically be able to sleep at night, right? So. <laughs> Uh, so yes, and what we see right now is the technology uh, for virtualized EPC is getting more and more solid, uh, and initial deployments, proofs of concept are, are starting to happen, and commercial products uh, now throughout the second half of the year will, will become available. So it's really now the next step for the industry. Interesting, interesting. And I think just kind of going back to the Volte part too, the nice thing about that it seems like is it's showing that the mobile operators are becoming a big part of this as well. I mean, it seems like initially that virtualization was really being taken upon by the, by the more, maybe more traditional wireline or, 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 mm -hmm. uh, or communication service providers, kind of more the traditional yeah. ones. But it seems like now that the mobile guys are really getting involved in this and it seems like that's a pretty big efficiency gain for them because obviously they're working with perhaps more, a little more limited resources a lot of the times because of spectrum and other issues like that. Uh, it seems like yes. that they're really getting on board in terms of, of this move towards virtualization now. Yeah, exactly. And it's a, it's a domain like the, the mobile networks, they are constantly under stress right now. So there is the, the data growth. It sounds like we're, we're a broken record. We're always talking <laughs> about data growth, but it is a fact. I mean, data packages are growing pretty much every, every half. And then the data consumption is growing. Video is exploding. 
it will not stop. So the operators, the mobile operators, they have to be able to cope with this traffic growth and to scale efficiently to provide this additional capacity that the end users are, are requiring, right? Yeah. And that's the perfect application field for NFE and SDN right now, because think about when you on a traditional road, when your EPC goes out of capacity, you have to build a new EPC right beside it. We can do it, we have been doing it forever, but it is much simpler if you're just creating another instance, adding more servers on your data center and getting more capacity being provisioned basically on the go. So and that's what we're looking after when, when you're virtualizing the EPC. And that is basically giving the, the fuel for NFV and SGN on mobile networks uh, grow to this rate that we are seeing right now. Yeah. So yeah. it's really important for the industry. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty interesting to watch that happen. I guess as we look at technologies going forward too, I mean, obviously there's a lot of talk, you know, already about 5G, you know, at some point we'll figure out what 5G really is, but uh, there's talk about 5G, there's Internet of Things, there's small cells, there's all these different technologies really coming on board now that it seems like mobile operators are really getting involved with. And again, the timing of it seems to line up really well with this move towards virtualization. Um, do you, mm -hmm. I guess, do you see much of an impact as you guys look ahead to maybe what these new technologies might have, uh, what impact they might have on, in terms of virtualization deployments? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you look into 5G, like one of the one of the requirements, or at least the design uh, the design uh, guidelines that we have that we're seeing right now, we're talking about uh, throughput capacities of around 10 gigabits per second and latencies around one millisecond. So I honestly don't see any other way of doing of achieving these results without cloud computing technologies, right? Without NFE and SDN. You're gonna need a lot of processing capacity to deliver all, all of this throughput on the core and on the radio, but especially on the core, and this capacity is gonna to have to be very close where the traffic is if you want to deliver around one millisecond of latency. So uh, what we see is really uh, the implementation, of course, of NFE and SDN technologies and a, a cloud architecture that is going to be very distributed. So some functions will be centralized in the traditional way you build cloud and cloud data centers nowadays, but you're still gonna need a lot of processing power distributed close to where the traffic really is so you can actually process all this data and deliver on these latency requirements that are that, that is being uh, let's say cooked for 5G. So honestly, uh, I don't see any way of building 5G without NFV and SDN, uh, at least with the technologies that we know right now. So it's going to be, I usually say when I'm talking to my customers that they're actually taking the step, the first steps towards 5G. When they're thinking about moving to NFV and SDN now, when they're building their network architecture, they have to have 5G in mind because it's going to happen. It might look way down the road right now, but you know, four years or even less, we're going to start designing these networks. And every investment that is done today is going to have to be done basically taking these in consideration that there will be a new technology coming and that is going to be very demanding in terms of processing capacity and latency. Yeah, that's a great point. I, I'm guessing all your customers have to be looking ahead like that because, again, you know, they don't want to be investing in technologies that are going to be, you know, uh, outmoded a couple and, and just right down the road. So they want to make sure they're looking ahead as much as they can. I mean, obviously, you want to try to divert all their legacy spending to the new stuff. So that's got to be a big part of what they're looking at, too, is making sure that whatever they're doing now can support what's going to come 
five, 10 years from now too. Exactly, and especially when you're talking about a transformational step, which is in fact what we're doing with cloud technologies or NFE. So yeah. this is much more than just going and implementing an IT server with a virtualization stack on top of it to run your applications, but really rethinking the way you operate your networks, rethinking the way you implement automation on your on your day-to-day -day, uh, and really rethinking the way you launch new services as well because this is actually one of the things that we're trying to solve. There is today a big gap between what the internet players can do and what the operators can do and this is not because one, one organization is better than the other. It's actually because of the underlying technology that they have to deal with. Right, the telco road is still very monolithic. So you have one hardware that does A and another hardware that does B. And if I come with the C product, you're gonna need another solution. We're trying to put these uh, as our past, to put these behind and really build an infrastructure that is as adaptable as and as agile as what we see in the internet uh, world nowadays. And this is like, the initial stepping stone for a transformation in the way that the operators run their business, the way they do business, yeah. and yes, the preparation for, for the next technologies that will come. Yeah, yeah, but it's good to hear also, I mean, obviously, you know, like you're saying, the telecom operators do have a lot of this legacy equipment out there, and so we're gonna be having that phase where it's gonna be supportive of the old and with the new, and, and it seems like a company, at least yeah. like yourselves, or others who have been in the space for a while, you guys seem to have that kind of expertise, at least, to, at least, to, to realize what needs to be supported to be able to kind of talk to the operators in their own language that they're used to uh, as they move to this new, this whole new, like this new world, like you said. So that's going to be a big, a big part of this too. Exactly. Yeah. There is not. We cannot think about a day where we're just going to snap our fingers <laughs> and everything will be virtualized, right? Both technologies and both ways of running networks will coexist for a long time. So, of course, we're going to have to help operators adapt the way they work to consider. Uh, operating and maintaining both uh, domains and both uh, ways of building networks for some time. And also you're gonna need systems, uh, support systems like OSS and even the orchestration solutions that take in consideration that you have as a virtual and automated network, but also a physical network element that is running in parallel. And uh, when the uh, operations personnel, when they're troubleshooting one issue, when uh, a customer cannot throw calls and there for sure will be uh, technologies from the, from the new cloud NFE road working together with traditional technologies on the same scenario. And we're gonna have to be able to troubleshoot and get to a solution and solve the problems of our customers. So this passes through, of course, internal processes human processes, but also through tools that they're going to have to be able to operate both roads simultaneously. And this is part of what we are doing. Yeah, that's a good point. I've talked to a lot of people in the past about the, the fact that the automation aspect of this is going to be a big part of kind of this future, because again, you know, these, these systems can't wait for someone to go in there, look at what's wrong, read through it all, decide. I mean, a lot of these things, I mean, obviously the more difficult and more, uh, there, there should, there's still a role for that, but a lot of these things can be really taken care of quickly uh, by automation. Uh, really exactly. a quick type of thing, exactly. So you want to have that in place to be able to take care of, uh, of those things that they can take care of. And then, you know, the, the bigger decision-making things probably have to get done by a, maybe a person, but still uh, as much automation as, as possible seems to be key for all of this. 
Of course, yeah. There, there are ways and ways of doing that, right? You can have one guy looking through different systems, opening parallel windows and trying to figure out what is going on. Or you can implement automation through like uh, a multi-domain OSS system, a service quality management system, even a customer experience management system that will actually automatically correlate things and generate one view in real time of what is really impacting these customers and what are the most possible root causes for that. And we believe that, especially if you're looking to providing a very good customer experience uh, and being efficient while doing so, those systems will be crucial, right? Yeah. And let's be honest, that's what everyone wants to do, right? It's a very competitive environment. So all the operators, they really want to provide a fantastic customer experience to their customers, but also while being efficient doing it, right? Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Well, maybe one, one final topic to touch on. I know uh, last time we talked a few months ago, uh, you know, I think I had to ask you a little bit about, you know, what challenges you see going ahead when it comes to virtualization. And at that time, you had mentioned the fact that, you know, one of the issues is that there's, you know, there's so many, uh, entities involved in this move towards virtualization, whether it's standards bodies, companies, uh, organizations. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's a lot of input coming in onto what virtualization yeah. needs to be or what it could be. Uh, mm -hmm. it, you still see that as being a big challenge and trying to come towards like a certain standard or, or you know, I guess what do you see as kind of being that big challenge when it comes to making sure everybody's kind of on the same page uh, mm -hmm. when it comes to this move towards virtualization? Because again, it is, it's a whole new world. It's, you know, we can pretty much rewrite, yeah. you know, what we want on this thing at this point. And so, uh, with all these, people, mm -hmm. all these companies involved, there's a, there's a lot kind of happening, it seems like, behind the scenes and, and kind of working towards that, toward that standard, too. Is that still an issue, do you think? It is still something that is being worked, right? And it's still, it's still an issue, and we cannot lose sight of that. Uh, when you're coming from the IT road, uh, you can basically build uh, solutions that are more vertical and do not require that much interoperations uh, between different vendors uh, but like when you come to the telco road you will have different vendors on the network you're gonna have vendors uh, providing different network functions probably a third vendor providing an orchestration solution a fourth vendor providing the underlying infrastructure so you got to make sure that things will talk to each other and that these whole uh, environment in this whole ecosystem will work uh, in in an efficient way. So there's work going on. I believe that we are very well uh, on track to uh, to standardize, for instance, the interface between the network orchestration orchestrator and the VNF managers, which is absolutely crucial. Yeah. Uh, you cannot think about having more than one orchestration because then orchestrator because then you. It really, you start to really see the benefits of the cloud fade away. Yeah. So this is actually the initial part of the work that is being done uh, and more will come, right? So once this, this gets settled for sure, you're gonna start talking about southbound interface between VNF managers and VNFs, which was supposed to be standardized as well, but was kind of put apart for now. <laughs> been bigger fish to fry with the orchestration interface. Uh, so this will this will continue, and this is a work that never ends. And even on the traditional networks, it never ends. So you're always talking about new interfaces, standardization discussions, IoT discussions. So this will continue, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, another area that is that is uh, challenging, but it's part of the process. Is really as we mentioned earlier in our in our conversation today, the transformation inside the operator, right? So 
for us also as vendors, so to transform the way we create our products, we manage the life cycle of the products, thinking more on an IT way of doing things, not that traditional telco way, but also for operators on thinking on how will they implement all these new automation tools that will come, how they're going to change the internal processes to reflect these new capabilities that will come, and also to leverage this new underlying infrastructure that is going to be much more flexible than, than what it used to be. So it, it of course, it brings a, a very good opportunity, but also a challenge because you have to learn how to use it, right? So it, it is a moment of transformation for the industry and, and it's, good, it's a good thing. I mean, we are, we are getting to a better place. Mm -hmm. And as always, when you're working to get to a, to a better place, there is work that has to be done. And there are challenges that will come along the way, but I believe that the industry is in a very good shape to, to address all of them. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great point you brought up on the transformation of the, of the uh, companies themselves. I know I've talked to like some of the bigger operators here in the US at least, and that's one thing they've talked a lot about is the fact that this isn't just a technology revolution. It's a, it's a way yeah. a whole company looks at things. And, and obviously yeah. they're, they're, they're looking to retrain their employees and bring different people on who have expertise mm -hmm. in these fields. And so it is a huge move internally for these companies, which are big organizations with hundreds of thousands of employees. And so it's a, that's a big, you're right, that's probably one of the biggest challenges is just getting everybody kind of going in the same direction when it comes to this new move towards, towards virtualization. So that's, that's a huge challenge, it seems like. Good, good point on exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. And it passes through like training personnel, mm -hmm. adjusting the profile of the personnel. So uh, you're going to need like on, on, a, on a, let's say on an operations department of a traditional telco nowadays, you have like this profile of telco guys that have been working with telco for a long time. Mm -hmm. And now these guys are going to have to add IT capabilities to their to their portfolio as well, uh, which is a good thing. I mean, I had to myself go through <laughs> this process as well, uh, and, and it's the entire industry. And I, I I firmly believe that this is a good thing for us, and uh, the end result will be beneficial for for all players. Yeah, yeah. It almost seems like the technology part of it is going to be the easy part, really. It's going to be this whole yeah. uh, changing of mindset is going to be the hard part for it. So, and like you said, I know for myself, I'm having to learn all this whole virtualization stuff myself too. So, you know, not that I have a big part in this, but just trying to learn it. It's, it's a big challenge. I know it's a big change for the industry too. So, uh, but it's, yeah. it's interesting to watch how it's all, all, how it's all playing out. But, uh, but again, hey, Sandra, we definitely appreciate the insight on this, on the topic today. Oh, it's always good to catch up with you guys. I know you guys are really busy there. So we definitely appreciate the time on this and hopefully we can talk again soon on the topic. Yeah, absolutely. It's always a great pleasure to talk to you, Dan. It was a really, really nice, uh, nice moment here. Really fun to, to discuss these topics. And yeah, hope that we talk again soon. That sounds great. I well, appreciate it. Well, again, thank you guys for watching uh, this week's NFVS Day in Reality Check. And check us out again next week. NFVSDN Reality Check with Dan Meyer is a production of RCR TV. To suggest show topics or to reach Dan, you can find him on email dmeyer at rcrwireless.com and on Twitter at Meyer underscore Dan. For more Dan, news on NFVSDN and everything wireless, find your way over to rcrwireless.com.